This is CliffCentral.com. Multiplying leadership, moving society the millennial way. But you don't want to end up going after goals and dreams and neglect yourself. Welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform with your host, Bongani Tao. Dopos of the year, we in the house. It's the Youth Leadership Platform with your host, Bongani Dao, at Simply Bongani across all social media platform. It feels good um, to be back in studio. And today we are doing, or reflecting rather, on what was rather a very, very busy week. week. Um, everyone from the designers to the organizers to the PR people to the TV people and some of us who are in the broadcasting and media industry, all of us are just damn tired. <laughs> but we're out here um, doing the most. Uh, we are talking Afro Couture and I have fresh faces of South African fashion to discuss um, where South African fashion is and um, where it should be, uh, where we're going, um, how we're getting there. And, and, and some of their influences as well as getting to know them. Uh, without any further ado, I would like to intro my two guests in the studio today. Um, and that would be Sbusiso and Neo. Welcome to the Youth Leadership Platform, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Awesome. So Neo, uh, we're going to try that. Um, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to ask you to, to speak slightly um, louder, louder and then, and get, yeah, closer to the mic. <laughs> awesome. So, Sbuda, yeah. um, we'll, we'll start with you. You were one of the opening shows um, at uh, A5 Fashion Week, uh, we, just, uh, which we just witnessed um, during this past week. Um, what were some of the highlights that you have um, showing? I think my biggest highlights was just um, the fact that I showcased at A5 Fashion Week. Sure. Um, I started off as an intern. I used to work backstage as a dresser. Dressed. What? I'm telling you. So, like... It was just a dream at first, like after, sure. um, obviously Lysoff and I was like, oh, I want to go into the fashion industry. And then me being able to intern backstage and actually having my own show this year was just amazing. That's like the biggest the transition. Yeah. was just it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Neo, your highlights? Well, same opening fashion week is like kind of crazy. It's sure, like sure. the trust that they have for us to like open fashion week is sure, kind of crazy. Sure. But I also have the same story where I I, w- I was part of the AFI like competition as a kid, and now like a few years later and I'm and I have my own sort of slot. It's like it's incredible. It makes me happy. Mm. Let's get to know you. Um, we we like to play a, a bit of uh, uh, YLP trivia, and it's it's sound, taste, and smell. 
I'm getting into your past, right? So, Sbuda, we'll start with you. Okay. Uh, what does your past smell like? Sour. Um, yeah, so, so. Smell, smell, smell. Smell. Um, lavender. Lavender? Yeah. Okay. Take us through that. Why I would, lavender? I would say because... The spray using the toilet. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you know, um, lavender covers up a lot. Um, coming from a back background, you know, when you use the toilet, you obviously use lavender, but <laughs> <laughs> the aim of lavender was to create a sweet smell, okay. but you know, you're actually covering a bad smell. Sure, so sure, I sure, think that's sure. kind of like my past. What does it taste like? Oof, avocado. Avocado? Yeah. Okay. Did you have a lot of those? <laughs> Did you have a connect in Venda? Cause I, cause I know people from Venda, like avocados supply is just. Yeah, actually, my, my brother's in law, my brother in law is from Venda. Um, oh, okay. My okay. father is in love with avocado. Look at me, I'm ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, I'm not a huge fan of avocado. I just, um, I like it with certain meals. Okay. But not all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, uh, with, with green salad and they just, Dice it up nicely yeah, For me the, it works Yeah they cover it up Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay Interesting Neo um, What does your pass Smell like Scones Scones <laughs> <laughs> Scones My gran used to like Bake scones At like 2am Like she used what? to like Bake scones Was it the like time. therapeutic for her no, she, she, yes, I'm sure the therapeutic. Okay. <laughs> but uh, she had, she used to sell scones for funerals and stuff like that. So people used to call at like 8 p.m. and be like, I need Shucks. scones tomorrow morning. Yeah. So. Oh, that's how good she would, like, her scones taste. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. So that's, that's exactly like that. I just, that's maybe where I get the hard work from. 2 oh, interesting. Scones. Interesting. What does it sound like? Sound, ah, opera music. Like not opera music, but her singing. From like church music, but she oh, had like okay. the best, biggest voice. So like she'd sing everything. So, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And what does it smell like? It would <laughs> smell like. <laughs> Sorry, it smells like scones, right? What does it taste like? Taste, yes, yes. What does it taste like? It would taste like uh, what's that cake with all the fruits inside? Fruit cake, fruit cake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fruit cake, fruit cake. Yeah. Um, Sabuda, you you didn't tell me what it sounded like. Um, I didn't mention sound. Sure. Oh my god! Like an annoying trap song. <laughs> an annoying trap song. Yeah. Where, okay. Um, it's catchy. Okay. But at the same time, it's annoying. You don't, you like, wanna, like which song? Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Go ahead. Something is. by Young Thug. Okay. I'm not really a huge fan of Young Thug. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so where did you grow up, Spuda? I grew up in Johannesburg, Hillbro. Uh, moved all the way to Tembisa, but I feel like Joburg is where actually the whole fashion and passion started because okay. I was exposed with different People from different backgrounds in Africa sure, um, sure. So that whole mix Cultural uh, influence around me Kind of like helped me Because I was I was able to learn Different cultures From different people's backgrounds Yeah Not yeah. only just South African Nigerian, Zimbabwean Malawian, Namibian Sure And that just kind of helped me What kind of What kind of influence Did that have um, On you Subsequently in, in living your life You know there's people that Are homophobic There's people yeah. that there's, there's a lot of phobias Um that people get accustomed to yeah. um, Because of the lack of exposure To certain things yeah. But now having had that experience You know there's people that still call um, uh, People who are not from the country Foreign nationals um, yeah. And, and yeah. things like that <clears throat> Excuse me yeah. um, But that, what, 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 what did that exposure um, Do for you? 
I feel like that exposure helped me understand that we as Africa are one. Okay. It made me understand that the next person is still a human being regardless of where they come from. Sure. And also helped me learn a few things about them and their background and how they grew up, you know. Sure. How they lived culturally, which obviously helped me with, with, with my upbringing as well. For sure. example, the Malawian people, they're so humble. When you speak to them, they'll actually like bow down and, you know, certain characters that you took, you take from them and understand that people are from different backgrounds, live different lives, different cultural backgrounds that you can actually learn from. Sure. That is also reflected into my collections as well, saying that as Africa, we've got about a thousand two hundred and something billion people. Sure. Um, if we were to be connected as one, Mm -hmm. Africa would be such a powerful country. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Neo, where did you grow up? I grew up um, in Foslas. In Foslo, Fos- East Rand. Yeah, East Rand. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So yeah. not too, not too far from not from, too far. from where I grew up because I'm, I'm I'm from a place I'm not gonna name. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's about you today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I grew up in Foslas. Then I went to high school at NSA when I was like what? Whenever you go to high school. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. And um, and I was in boarding school, so like I really went through Joburg. I I know Joburg very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What are some of the early influences um, from that you had from being in spaces like that? And when you in Johannesburg, you know, there's a lot of kids in the east that didn't learn half of the things that you already knew at that point in your life because of being in that space. Because they are isolated somewhere yeah. in a township. Um, yeah, no, I, I learned a lot. I was also at an art school, so we were opened to like thinking in a different way. I met so many amazing people. I met like people that are writers right now, like people that are uh, singers and, and actors and, and, and it's like you just a whole world of like information just sure. through the people that you meet and, and through, I didn't have like a lot of internet back then, but like, just sharing stories and people sharing like their ideas. It was like sure. an amazing experience. Interesting. So gentlemen, wh- what were your uh, first influences um, in the fashion industry? Who introduced you to the fashion industry? Um, for me, internationally, Carl Lagerfeld at the age of 12. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I think I was just inspired by how he took fashion in his own hands. Mm. He was, he was someone who's, he's someone that's more than a designer. He's someone that's a visionary. Okay. Um, he could go into any brand and bring a vision alive. Sure. Sure. Um, sure. he's hands on on everything. He would literally do a lookbook and take pictures himself. Yeah. He'd Direct his own uh, fashion film. Sure, he'll do an entire collection, and that was just one of my superheroes growing up. I was Interesting. Like, I want to be like Carl Lagerfeld. Do 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 you still share that uh, sentiment in, in, in your life right now? Definitely, okay. definitely. Okay. Just want to be better than German him, Shepherd yeah. <laughs> of fashion. <laughs> okay, Neil. Um, as I said, I went to NSA, so we used to have these like fashion shows. And Lebu, she, she's now a writer, she wrote a children's book, and I don't know if you know Desire from Faga. Yeah, They yeah, used yeah. to host these amazing fashion shows, and that was the first time I, I thought to myself that I can actually create things and, and have them on the runway, and from that it grew. Obviously, we, we learned about like the calls and the, and, and marks, and, and we've learned so much, but that was my first like real true experience of fashion, like people wearing your clothes, your art, really. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Interesting. And at this point in, let's say, university, were you already thinking about um, exploring uh, a career within the fashion industry or you had a different idea at this point? 
Uh, I went to Lysoff, so I, I definitely knew I was going to do fashion. Okay. I didn't know what in fashion I'd do, but like I definitely thought that like clothes are what I want to do. Yeah. Mm. And then fashion design, you were just in I there. got caught. I actually just got caught. I didn't know what to do after school, so I, I entered this um, AFI fashion competition, and, and from there, I, I literally have been... Being pulled back I don't know what I'd do But like It's just like something that's uh, I've built a home there So yeah, I think yeah, uh, yeah, It just yeah. keeps calling me Interesting Spuda? Um I think with me I've, Something that I always knew Even before I went to fashion school sure. um, I think in 2014 I already started the brand Or rather the idea of the brand The difference with me Is that at, at home No one was willing to pick me up To take me to school Of course uh, so after like um, after matric, I was like, okay, I want to go study fashion design, and they're sure. like, no, it doesn't make sense. Your brother's an aircraft engineer. Yeah, do something that's more practical. Sure. So I had to go do business. Uh, after business, I had to find a part-time job, start working at a part-time job, and then take myself back to school to life and finally do what I want to do. Wow, which was fashion. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> The sacrifices we have to make for, for our dreams, right? Definitely. Uh, a lot of people look at the collection, they look at the lives of the people that they admire at a certain point in time and they don't realize the backstory. Yeah. Quite interesting. So in, in, in South Africa, we have quite a, um, a variety of, um, established and very artistic and great, um, fashion designers who I feel are slept on and, I don't getting the international exposure that they deserve. For you, who are your top three individually? SE designers. <laughs> That's I'm, a hard I'm just question. I'm just gonna put you on the spot like that. Like, uh, like I don't even care. <laughs> Young designers or like uh, Um it could be any anyone from the just Exactly. Fashion. Exactly. Like my favorite designer is is Marianne Fassler. Okay. And I feel like although she has you know she has a she has a home in South African fashion, so I'm not sure she wants to be international. But uh Marianne Fassler should be like on, on, on New York in New York, you know, sure. somewhere like that. Um uh, I have to say Rich Mnisi and Tebe Magugu. Okay. Yeah. Although I okay. think they're working okay. very hard to get yeah. there anyway. Yes. But but yes. those those like those are my three sort of like go to designers of like So give me like, give me one compelling reason for each of them. For each of them Yeah, why you look up to them so much Or you like them so much Marianne Fassler's been doing this for years and years and years When you go to her studio, there's a team And and uh, just being able to handle one person is hard work She has a whole team of people that like believe in what, what she does And that is, that's incredible To be able to, to have an idea and share it And have it come out the way you believe it should come out Sure is, Like, that's work that takes years and i think that she's ready you know above and beyond i think rich mnisi already designs for the world yeah he already is like creating for the woman and the man of the world mm-hmm. his ideas his business ethics and um all of that he's, he's a worldly designer he should be you know uh, he should be recognized all over the place interesting Tebe Makugu is like an incredible incredible pattern maker and um designer like i trust him with like even my sort of like Stuff like, like um, when I don't know, I know something or understand something. I know that I can go to him. He's going to give me, you know, an idea, sure, at least like a solution, a way forward. So I think like those three people, for me, 
and but there's so many others. Jeez, as I'm talking, I'm like oh, <laughs> that person and that, that person, person is exactly. the other person. There's just, just so many. I think South Africa in general is ready to be international. Let's 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 broaden it to 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 five each. Then, um, you can add two. La Duma. Okay. No. Um, La Duma is already international, so I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not taking it back, but I, I want to say Lucano. Okay. Okay. Um, Lucano and Nicholas Kutz. Okay. Yeah. Why yeah. them? Why them? This question is like hard. You keep, <laughs> you keep like building on it. No, um, but I mean, I mean, if 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 you're gonna look at a particular designer and you're gonna admire them or you're gonna look up to them or you're gonna mm. like them, um, already arriving at that conclusion, there's there's certain things that need to fall into place before um, you conclude that you that like them, you admire those them. Those other people, exactly. Um, I think Nicholas Kutz, um, he he makes. Fabric himself, so um, you know he's 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 like South Africa has a textile sort of like problem where you know we're all using the same fabrics, oh, okay. we're all going to the same shops. Sure. But he's found a way to to broaden that and like uh, build on what we already have, which is incredible. Um, Lucano, Lucano is also just an incredible designer. He he he's like an artist. Sure, he thinks for himself. He doesn't like follow any like fashion weeks or any sort of system. He thinks for himself, and I think that's something everybody should be doing. Where uh, you think to yourself, what do I want out of uh, the world, out of fashion? Sure, and he goes for that, and sure. I think that's a way of thinking that I admire completely. Interesting, Spuda. The bar has been set And He probably took Some of the designers That you like And admire But the list is still five man Can I still mention the, Some of The same ones That he mentioned No Because <laughs> You see the thing is What I wanted to What I want to get Out of this or My objective is For us to Actually Think about How much um, Emphasis do we place On The local designers So how many designers Do we know How many designers Do we really follow here and I mean, if there's a lot, then we shouldn't even run out of names or people that we really like at home. Because following that, I'm I'm gonna tell you an, about an interesting conversation I had with a with a Brit yesterday. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention brands that I feel like um okay. Let me let me start by saying this. There's a lot of great brands in South Africa. Sure. Right. But there's really a few brands that actually communicate with my soul directly. Okay. But not to say that the, the clothing is not um, as. Do you yes. Know what I'm to sure, say? sure. Sure. Because <laughs> I, I I sometimes look into more than just the clothing itself. Um, the first brand I'd go for is Sherry Angoa. Okay. Sherry Angoa was showcasing at um, Jobek Fashion Week this week as well. Sure. Um, he makes menswear suits. Um, the one thing I love about him is I've had uh, several conversations with him. And Sharia Goa is a, he's a visionary. His brand is not just the clothing that he has there, but it's all about the message he's trying to send to the people. Interesting. Um, he feels as though as much as he's a designer, he's an artist. And with each and every collection, there's a story that he wants to tell the people, maybe something he wants to educate them. So it's, mm. it's mm. like him giving back through sure, his art. Sure, sure. I really love that about him. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, number two would be David Lally. Okay. Um, I respect David Lally's consistency. It's amazing. Um, he's been in the industry for the longest of time. I think he just recently showcased a hundred looks over a hundred looks yes. at, at, at AFI Fashion Week, which is something phenomenal. Mm. That's something I'd definitely love to do and I aspire to do as well. I mean, showcasing at hundred over hundred looks. <laughs> it's a easy. lot of work. I'm a designer, I understand. It's, it's really not <laughs> it's easy. A lot and I'd of have work. to 
give the respect to him for that and also um the channels is open for us internationally as well yes, as, as, as yes, a designer yes. to say that okay back home in South Africa there is actually there is talent. The talent yeah look at me and it will give you, you know? a glimpse of what what to expect interesting yeah. Sherry Agoa, um, David Klale, yes. Also, I'd have to speak on Matrosa as well. I okay. know he's, he spoke of Matrosa, but there's a certain element that I love well, he as pull, well. He pulled back on Matrosa, so it's yeah. chill. Yeah. Um, the one element I love about Matrosa was him being able to tell our cultural story to the world. Okay. I feel like he, 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 he put the Kosa culture on the map. Um, he made something that most designers really haven't done, like finding, going through our history and roots and creating that pattern and making it high end luxury fashion sure. and selling it to the world and the world saying, wow, this is beautiful. Mm. You know, this mm. is, this is basically us sharing a piece of our culture to the world. And I feel like I respect him for that as well. Okay. Um, hmm. Fourth and fifth. Can you not stop at four? <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty. There's if I, if I think about how many designers showcased just this past weekend, there's 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 definitely a lot. Um, the, the other brands that I have are not really like even popular. Um, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But there's, it's you look up to them. You like them. Um, that's what we want to get to. There's a there's a streetwear brand that's not really. I don't, I don't think it's actually famous um, that much. Uh, called Puppy Shampoo. It's by Mikal Underrated. Interesting. I feel like that streetwear brand has got so much uh, potential to become one of the biggest streetwear brands in South Africa. Okay. Reason being, it's dedicated to streetwear in South Africa. So and how, not, how, 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 now let's make a distinction. Yeah. yeah. How does that, wh- why are you specifically uh, placing an emphasis on that? Because I, I like um, the fact that you, you, you realize that streetwear is not streetwear it's not the same thing everywhere you go in the world definitely you know so um carry on on that point um okay um emphasizing on streetwear in south africa is because i feel like most of our youth get lost in the western culture sure if you look at streetwear in london the style in streetwear in london and streetwear in new york is completely two different things correct that's because the areas are different the culture is different right um in south africa we kind of like just Ping boing according to what celebrities Everything. are wearing, you know. From everywhere. And we don't really have a, our own signature to say that this is Johannesburg street style, this sure. is South African street sure. style. And when we look back into our culture from the, 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 Bansula, you know, you look back to Isbojwa, I feel like that was our street culture. We, we used to formulate something that was real, that we used to love, a Lokshini, sure. you know, the Burbs sure. used to copy it from us as sure. well, you sure. know. But then as designers, I feel like uh, there's a few street were designers that are actually tapping into that and creating a street culture that's entirely South African. Power. Yeah. Okay. Your fifth one? Me. Yes. <laughs> oh, yourself. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're listening. We're listening. Me, because as much as I've mentioned all these different elements about all these different designers, I feel like I want to fuse all those elements because um, those elements also define my brand in a way. Sure. And number one, I want my brand to have a voice within the community and sure. I want my brand to be able to educate the people as well about a lot of things. Sure. So if I do a collection, maybe next year it could be about politics. Yes. But in a more fashionable manner, um, I'd fuse it with street style by something that's more expensive, like what I'm, like what I'm trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. And because of my background as well, obviously f- fuse different cultural background so like my cosa did cosa right sure i want to do zulu cosa swahili 
Chichewa, Namibian. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Sure, I wanna, sure. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna let, I wanna let every collection basically speak about something in Africa. Mm. That's not just one, you know. Particular yeah. culture. Yeah. So I feel like not, not talking about me as in I'm the brand, but talking about the brand itself as the brand Mahoney. And the vision. And the vision behind sure. the brand. I sure. feel like, I'm excited to see what that's going to happen. What 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 kind of preparation went um to the 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 actual collections that we ended up seeing um at uh AFI this past week from both of you. We'll start we'll, we'll start with Swuda. Yo, a lot, hey. Yes. Uh can I be honest with you? At the, <laughs> Okay, an email was sent to me, but it didn't get on time, so I was actually kind of like informed late <laughs> about the showcase. So, which actually put a lot of pressure on me. Uh, I had lots of sleepless nights, um, sourcing everything. What, what was your thought processing? What What did you wanna? What were you thinking about? What did you wanna get across to the people? Awakening. I felt like this collection was. I felt like I felt like the vision came together. Okay. The entire vision for the brand came together and I felt like this collection was that opening collection to say, this is Mahone and this is what Mahone is here to say within the industry. I remember when we spoke earlier on, you we were talking about very minimalistic um, mm-hmm. contemporary wear. Sure. And that's how I started it off. I'm starting off the brand as, okay, we, we're painting a blank picture, minimalistic, but now we want to add to it. Several things. Sure. Um, most of the offcuts fabric that I was using were Hasten and Hasten was a fabric that was used in the slavery days in Africa. Wow. Because, okay. um, black Africans couldn't afford cotton because sure. they were obviously slaves. Yes. So what they would do is they would get that Hasten fabric and just chop it up into pieces just so they could cover themselves. Wow. You know, so adding that into modern day contemporary way. Sure, sure. You it's know, a, it's a sort of a, a social commentary on definitely social injustices to definitely yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I, I just wanted to start it off like that on a plain background, on a plain white paper to say this is what we are about to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I called it the awakening, but I actually didn't name it out to the social media as mm-hmm. the awakening mm-hmm. of Mahoney. Mm-hmm. Build, build on that. Um, I, I'd like to, to, to hear more. So it's awakening. It's, it's, it's the beginning of you creating a, a, a contemporary street wear brand that yeah. speaks to the, the multifaceted Africa and in a way that as well, has a has a social contemporary side of it that speaks to the social injustices yeah. um, that have taken place within yeah. the African con- um, continent. Beautifully said, and, and, and still <laughs> <laughs> take yeah. place. I'm, I'm I'm trying to process it as well. Yeah. So, so so awakening. That's 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 so that's that's the foreground. Yeah. So from here, now that you have the blank canvas, now yeah. that. Um, you, you've started on a minimalistic yeah. slate. Yeah. What can we expect from you? I'm hosting my own independent show, November. This November? End of November. Okay. So AFI, like I said, was the blank canvas. Sure. Getting to getting the world to really understand what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my own independent show would probably be more of a full understanding of what I'm trying to do. Sure. So sure. the concepts will be enlightened. Um, I'm just not going to do normal ramp stage. Everything is very conceptual because I want it to be more of like a theatrical performance. Interesting. In fashion. Hmm. And then what, 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 why did you use, and I see you're wearing one of the pieces, um, yeah. uh, on, on, on you right now. Yeah. So what, why did you use camouflage, um, to, to be? Well, 
Um, number one, the hasten part is is the part I was telling you about. Yes. That's on the camel. Yes. Um, the camel kind of like represents war, army fights. So it's you know I felt like it blended together. You know the 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 the, the, the emotions that both fabrics actually have in yes, terms of when yes. you look into their story. Sure, like, the sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> you see, that, that's the thing. In 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 everywhere else in the world. Yeah. People take time to dig into their designers. They take time to hype up their designers and they take time to invest in their designers. And that's why the creative economies in, in a lot of other countries, in, from my observations and from what I've, I've been reading, are thriving, right? Mm. And had I not had this conversation with you, I could have just looked at the collection. And I was like, mm, okay. Yeah. Um, we see streetwear. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But there's, there's, there's obviously a, a story to it. So we'll, we'll move to Nao, whose name is, well, the brand name is NAO, right? Yes. Um, let's, 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 let's begin with your creative, uh, process. So you just got the memo from AFI, you're showcasing, um, what's, what's going through your mind? Well, generally there's always a lot of things going through my mind. There's always like a show. There's always an idea going through my mind. I mean, I'm already thinking, I'm showing again, um, at, uh, <laughs> SA Menswear Week next year, next year, which is like, which gives me a time, some time, but it's like four months, which isn't that much that time. That much time. But yeah. it's time. Um, and I already have that concept. Well, I know what I want to talk about, but, um, so I had already been thinking about what to talk about. Okay. And what I wanted to talk about this season was spirit. I think a lot of the time, um, as like Africans, black people, we are afraid of going into like that glossy sort of, um, conversation. Mm. Yeah. So. True. Sorry, just to stop your tracks. Did you, did you see Sandy Lair's, um, <laughs> collection for Mini last year? Not last year. This, this past season for, um, SA Cooper. Fashion Week. Cause he used literally the, the cloth, but in any case, Yes, um, you were no, saying. I didn't see we, that. We, we, we're afraid to, 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 yes, to, to, to get into that, um, I th- aspect. Yeah, I think we, us. we're afraid to like look at it. People were like, when I, when I brought up that I wanted to use ancestral drums at the show, people were like, ooh, mm. what if people's clothes is like awakened yeah, at the show? Yeah. And like, I was like, well, well, let the, let them, let them wake up. Because I think in, in Africa, we, we, we weren't writing things down and, and people, you know, globally have been saying that, Maybe we didn't have a culture And I think we had a very big culture We just told our stories differently Sure I don't think any of the things that we do Were written down But because we we, we had our ancestors talking to us Through dreams and all of that stuff mm. So yeah But but that's a very big concept So I, I brought it down to like what I normally talk about Which is gender Yes In fashion So yes. so, so the show was more looking at like when 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 a male person has a female ancestor in them or a female wow. person has a, you know, so what do we call that? People hmm. always say gay doesn't exist in South Africa or, you know, all these LGBTs don't exist in, 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 in Africa. Sure. And, I, and I'm saying that we just don't have the words. We just don't have the, the conversation, hmm. but all of these things exist. Sure. We, we, we just speak them differently. We don't speak English. Like English isn't our mother tongue. Sure. So, sure. so. This this show was basically me saying, "There's more, <laughs> there's mm. more, mm. there's mm. more to fashion." I mean, um, yeah. And then the show itself, I I started it in color, and that was representing sort of what you see. And then it it went into the white, which is like the sort of the conversation about ancestors, where it's like they're there all the time, just mm-hmm. because you don't like accept them or or whatever. Well, you know, this is a conversation, so. 
whether or not you accept them should be a conversation. It mm, should be mm, like a, mm, mm. Yeah. And what are some of the, the elements that you deliberately incorporated into your collection to, to get or to infuse that conversation, <clears throat> which we should have in person into the threads? Well, I used a lot of like pleating. I thought about a lot about, um, things moving because I, I wanted to be more of a textured show. I wanted it to be, to have like an actual, Feeling, I think a lot of a lot of the time I use a lot of plastic and it's cold. Yeah. Uh, so so this season I wanted to um, go into like a more textured, a more a richer sort of world. And, okay. And and then yeah, and and but I have to stick to what I normally do. So there's always going to be glitter. Sure. Um, <laughs> um. So so yeah. So it it was more about the texture and and the flowiness of just you know that sort of. Dream state. Sure. It was, sure. it was about going into that dream state and what you experience going into that dream state. I didn't want to use actual, um, Sangoma fabric because I thought that that would be too, it, it prescribes a thing for you. And, mm. and, and when I was talking to, um, Sangomas, a few, they were telling me that things come to you. Nothing's sort of like, there's no prescribed sort of thing. The beads that they wear are, are told to them. The, the, mm. the fabrics that they choose and the colors that they choose are, mm. are, you know, they come to them. They, they just have a natural. So I don't want to like prescribe that this is the conversation and this is the only way to have the conversation. Mm. I wanted to open it up mm. and say, mm. Mm. what is the conversation? I think like my brand really wants to have a conversation. I don't want to like, Say that this is the thing If somebody wants to come to me and say These are my thoughts Then like let's have that conversation hmm. Yeah. So sort of like um, Now processing it in my mind A, a blank canvas with um, A title at the bottom But how you want to see Or what you want to see on the canvas Will depend on the spirits Exactly, exactly. It should be, It's all about your conversation It's hmm. about People always ask me like You know why do why should people because why should people interact with my brand and and and, and I'm saying that we we interacting to have a conversation. I'm not saying that the LGBT is right and it's the only way. I'm saying why do you feel like it should? It, why do you feel like it's other? Yes. Why do you not feel like it's one? It's thing? part of it's part everything. of everything. You know? Yes. Yeah. That is that is interesting. Let's 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 talk a bit about. Um, so I, I told you I had a, a conversation with a with a Brit um, yesterday, and he works for for a very well uh, established uh, channel, obviously from uh, Britain, and he was telling me about how the brands that um, we consume a lot here in South Africa, um, it is so because of the amount of money that. And support that the government obviously pumps into the creative um, industry there and how their publications are not interested in talking about us or talking about anything that we're doing. But you look at us and you look like South Africa now, meaning we have so much um, or so many of our conversations in and around and about them that even our people don't even know about our designers and obviously will not support our local designers. So how do we now start shifting the narrative and move away from um, feeding people a lot of westernized content, whether you are designing stuff that 
that is reminiscent of French culture, which is going to make me think about the French and now consume French um, stuff, um, to the conversations that we have at a, at a personal level. How do we change and shift the narrative? Well, I think like um, South Africa went through this weird phase of Western life. I, I think after... I always like say that after Yizo Yizo, the show, <laughs> we have nothing. Like after Abu Lebu passed away, yeah. and, like our Brenda passed away, everybody was sort of into this Western world. And and I, and I don't think that I personally don't think that infusing Western sort of culture into your art is bad. I don't think it's bad. I mm-hmm. think uh, I think we're, we're global citizens. We're all sort of okay. we're all on the internet. We, sure, we, sure. But but what the internet has done, it's removed Amapanzula and Amapucha, which were our culture, which were was our essence. And um, trying to find that again needs us just to communicate to each other again. You okay. Know, I, I think it needs us to sort of listen to more African, South African music, more have the actual conversations that we we need to have um i don't think saying anything is wrong it will benefit us sure, because sure. i think that we're already here you know yeah. we're already here <laughs> so we need to sort of build on on that and and sort of look into ourselves and say what am i actually interested in yeah what what are my like childhood smells and and, and yes. breath you know yes like, yes what what does it mean and 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 I think that can only work as if our artists were South African, and and I don't mean only South African. I think like it's it, it's like telling people not to read and telling people not to be on the internet. Mm. You should be mixing it. It should be like a balanced diet. Sure, you know? sure. It should be a balanced diet where you can walk into. There was that guy that made jeans, and everybody was like, "They're too expensive." But <laughs> you're willing to go buy Gucci? Exactly. Like. um it, it, and it should just be balanced. It should be that the person who's buying that Gucci, you know, the next month is buying that Seppo and it's okay. Mm. It fits all into one mm. outfit and, mm. and, and that's, that's it. And I think everybody needs to do it. Mm. Everybody needs to hold hands and just be like, we're all in it together. Interesting. Spuda? Um, I feel like, you know, you know, when, 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 when there was this whole 90% thing on music? Sure. When that was happening? Yes. I feel like we need that in everything that's yes. African. Yes. Not just okay. clothing, not just the music, but everything that's um, entirely African. Because I look at my niece, um, my niece is about six years old. Mm-hmm. She's still very young, doesn't really know much. But already from, from, from the information she's consuming, which is TV, radio, she's already influenced by the Western side of things. And that's something that even I, as an uncle, can't really control because mm-hmm. she's influenced by that. Yes. As much as I try to teach her um, where we come from, you know, but she's influenced that by that. That's what she sees on a daily from the cartoons she watches, mm. you know. So I feel like the system itself needs to have a shift. I used to work at Diesel, like I said, after after I finished um, after I finished work um, uh, studying business. I started working at Diesel and I would realize that you'd get, um, clients, African clients that would come into the store and spend literally, literally their last money on a pair of jeans that cost 6,000 rand. And I'd always be fascinated by that and be like, but then why are you spending so much money on this jean? I mean, you could go to Mahone, you, you, you could find, uh, literally quite a number of garments that you, you could know, buy and, and put up different looks and go to Neo and go you know? to, other different South African designers Definitely. and find so much more, get Definitely. more value for your money. Definitely. And I love that more value for your money. And the most funniest thing was that as much as people would say the quality, it was never really about the quality. It was more about the name. 
and then you ask yourself, okay, then what about the name? You know, like yeah. who sold us the name? Yes. <laughs> you know, and I feel like that's where the problem is. Where in society as well in South Africa, I feel like if I'm wearing a diesel jean, I'm much better than this guy here. That's the mentality, our jean. mentality is flawed. Do you know what I'm trying to yes. say? And I feel like if we invest more in our creatives in South Africa, our design creatives, we could probably be able to change that state of mind. Sure, sure. You know, so it's, it's something that the government needs to really put into I'm 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 gonna say this out loud. I feel like the arts and culture is not really doing as much as they could do for for design creatives in South Africa. Sure. So much talent that I see on a daily um, my interns uh, for this specific fashion week, what I did is I opened up a platform for interns, but I didn't want interns from Lysol for interns that already have a platform. I actually yes. wanted interns from like Alexandra Soweto, Tembisa, never, get, never an get an opportunity like that. Like that. Yeah. And my, my idea was to actually say there is talented people, you know, that we're not exposing to the, to the big platform, to the big world. Mm. And even if we do expose them to them, what are our people saying in terms of supporting them? Because at the end of the day, we need to leave. You know, at 35, I need to also have a huge house, you know, wife, kids, and, you know, mm, mm, <laughs> but I need mm, people to mm, support mm, me. And, you, you know, when you look at uh, South African consumerism and, and how it's set up, it's, 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 it's very, it's still colonized. It's, it, it still needs to be transformed because luxury here is defined, is, is defined on, the culture of the West. True. So it's better for me to spend 30K on a trench coat from that other brand um, because their whole culture and heritage about the trench coat yeah. justifies me spending 30K on their trench. But if we are not having enough conversations about how we can define African luxury yeah. and start consuming African luxury after defining it and yeah. then exporting African luxury. I think Uladuma is one of, of, of those people yeah. who it's, it's based in our culture, you know, whatever he designs comes from something that is truly African. So how would you, um, both of you individually define Afro-Couture? Mm. I think I'm putting you on the spot a lot. <laughs> yeah, today. you're making. And I'm, I'm, I have to. I have I, to. I would. I would. I would. Like I wanna. Uh, I don't know what what he said before I answer that. Okay. He said that um, he doesn't see anything wrong in um adding Western inspiration sure, into sure. modern clothing. Sure. So I wanna clarify this part okay. very well. Um, Western designers, Italian designers, gain inspiration from Africa. Yes. And create their own collections that become Sometimes they even appropriate, yes You know, that become um, a Hot couture or high-end luxury fashion That side, right? So it's not even about the cross-breeding between You know, okay, now going back to Afro couture <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like Afro couture is, is basically Having our identity In every collection that we make and uh, our our identity, what would that mean in this context? Our identity meaning African identity. Okay. Um, what is the African identity? I mean, I think our African identity is the stories we have. Okay. I feel like those are very powerful. Okay. Like, um, what he's talking about the Sangoma issue. I feel sure, like sure. if you go to the Westernized country, they, they will never the, understand. They'll never ours. understand sure. it's ours, but it's a beautiful story to tell. Sure. And I feel like someone within Italy would actually find that very fascinating to listen to, you know? So I feel like more of our stories is what we need. If Laduma with the Kosa culture did it, and I feel like if more designers could actually look into that and say, okay, cool, let's do it. Instead of designers that just go to pin interest, look at a look, 
and then try and mimic exactly <laughs> the same look. Because no, I like that's true. You yeah, know, sure, yeah. I sure. mean, yes, you can you can add patterns that are that are westernized, but what message are you, are you are you sending out to the people? Sure, I feel like that's what really matters. You know, if if our voice is big enough. Even if, like you said in the priest, that publishers don't want to write about us. If our voice is big enough, they'll have no choice but to listen to yes. us. You know, yes. um, I was actually Googling the other day and I said, like, in Africa, we've got about a thousand two hundred and something billion people. Um, America has got about nine hundred and something million, uh, nine hundred something billion people. So Africa does have the numbers. If we all speak, the world will listen. Mm. The thing is, they need to speak. <laughs> <laughs> You know? No, yeah, I agree completely with what he was saying. Uh, I, I, I also want to add that like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with South African designers' clothing. Yeah, I, I work as a stylist, uh, just on my normal nine to five, and so I get to really like experience the Gucci's and the Valentinos and all of all of the designers, including South African designers. I make sure that like I, I work with South African designers sure. as well, and there's absolutely nothing wrong on a quality level. Mm-hmm. I think. Where, where we make some, some mistakes is on a branding level and not all of that is our fault, you know? Let's talk, let's talk about that. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. But like, if you look, like one of my designers that I added onto my five designer list was Rich Mnisi. Okay. Who's been incredible at building a brand. He's only been like around for what, <laughs> if I've been around for three years, he's been here for four years type of thing. Sure. And, um, He's built an incredible brand. He's built a brand that is, that, sa- that stands strong. Mm. Um, Rich Mnisi doesn't need to be there for the Rich Mnisi to brand to be alive, which for me is the meaning of brand. Hmm. It's, it's, it's a strong brand where your brand ethos lives without you. Sure. Um, and, uh, so I think South African designers need to, you know, work on branding, making sure, and also making sure that when I say this jacket is two million, mm. this jacket is two million, mm. you know, mm. and it's quality. Mm-hmm. Um, it can sit next to that Gucci and mm-hmm. not like fall apart. Yes. And, and, and I think that will, but that said, then we need support. After sure. That. Exactly. We need, we need that, um, when rich lady number one comes that, that, that she buys it at two million, you know, I don't think I, I I agree with you completely. The South African gov- government has very little for us, mm-hmm. so I think that it's on us to sort of say mm. what we want, mm. and we want to be taken seriously, and we need to take ourselves seriously. I love that that brand. Uh, I think his name is Tapo Tapo Jeans or something. Sure, sure, sure. I love that he, he Tapo the jean maker. Yeah, I love that he didn't uh, back down from his jean being two point five because mm. everybody has like. If you can buy a Gucci for fifteen thousand wallet, can <laughs> you can buy my two thousand yeah. five hundred rand yeah. pair of jeans. And I'm using quality fabric. And I'm using quality fabric. Yes. Those jeans won't fall apart. You've sure. seen them. They they they're quite good jeans. So I'll say that like it, it it's it's work. We have a what what we don't realize is that our industry is actually very small. Okay. We actually have a lot of work to do. Sure. We have like tons and tons of work to do and 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 the one thing is for people to believe in us mm. for the pe- the people that do have money mm-hmm. to actually support like when you go to Nigeria rich people wear their designers mm. because they believe in their designers mm-hmm. and when they wear their designers they don't sort of wear it underneath their gucci they mm. wear it on top this is my orange culture mm. you know this mm. is like i'm slaying in this outfit <laughs> you know what i'm saying sure sure yeah. sure um, because of time, um, we, we, we're gonna have to cut a conversation here, but I, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to 
uh, continue with the conversation on, on other mediums because there's so much ground that we need to cover, I think. Um, but your parting words to designers or whoever really that you want to speak to right now. Um, I feel like adding on to just, um, what we spoke about, right? My parting words to designers and the entire fashion industry is unity. Um, as much as we face so many challenges that we, we speak of, I feel like the only way to overcome that is together in number. Because there's a lot of great designers, but there's too much segregation within the, in, the, the industry. Mm. So now how do we get across and how do we make this point valid to mm. the consumers mm. if we mm. to get, we ourselves as designers are not standing together? Mm. You know? Um, that's to the designers and also in terms of me and the brand, the whole idea of the independent fashion show is kind of like to create a movement. Okay. A fashion movement that's just not looked as something for the high luxury people. Cause when I worked in these, I'd realize the same people this you see called LSM, LSM, yeah. Yeah. They're the ones that are actually buying the 10,000 rent jeans. So who exactly are we marketing to? Hmm. You know, can we not be able to build a bridge for those people to come and say, Hey, this is what we have. This is what South Africa has to offer. Instead of crossing the road from Alex, which you is know. a township to the richest square mile mm, yeah. to support locally. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say that like we all need to support. I, it, it's really just building on what he said. We need to support each other. And for me, what that means is that um, if you're good at business, go be a business person in fashion or in art. Definitely. If you're good at mm, uh, pattern making, like not everybody should be a designer. Not everybody can be, you know, Beyonce. And start a brand. And, and exactly, yes, yes. exactly. Destiny's Child is a successful group because everybody knows their place. <laughs> everybody harmonizes. <laughs> if Beyonce is leading, we are following Beyonce. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Sure, and sure. I think that's what we all need in the fashion industry, in the art industry. We just need to be like, we're at Cliff Central today. Like, this is what we're doing. Awesome. Um, drop your social media handles quickly. Um, Instagram at ma, at ZA, which is at M-A-H-O-N-E-Z-A. Twitter is at M, Twitter is at Mahoney underscore Z-A, yes. M-A-H-O-N-E underscore Z-A. Okay. Awesome. And for me, you'll find me at Nawa Sarati, which is N-A-O-S-E-R-A-T-I-N-A-O, not in English. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for everything. Thank you so much for, for, for coming to the show. It's at Simply Bongani across all social media platforms. This has been the Youth Leadership Platform on Cliff Central. This is CliffCentral.com.